Welcome to the Stonebridge Community Church online worship service. Today you'll hear the Word of God read, the message from this weekend's in-person service, and two songs to guide you in worship. Thanks for joining us today. Well, hello everyone. I'm Pastor John. For those of you who are new, or those of you who haven't met yet, and I'm just going to address something from the get-go here. These are avocados on my shirt. I've already received some questions. These are avocados. No, I am not a big fan of avocado. I like guacamole, but not avocado. So now you know what it is, so you don't have to wonder as we go through the sermon here. Um, But we are in this sermon series looking at Jesus's parables in the Gospel of Mark. And this is the last week we're going to be looking at these parables. The parables are these stories Jesus would tell to help people understand the kingdom of God. Not to explain it completely, but to help them grasp one aspect of it. And parable is from a Greek word, which means to throw alongside. So the way to think about this is it's hard to understand how God is working in the world. So Jesus would try to take something simple and set it alongside God's work in the world to help people understand it. But even with that, there's surprises in Jesus's parables. So this week I'll be reading from um, Mark chapter four, verses 30 through 32. It's called the parable of the mustard seed. And I'll read this twice. Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Once again, Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Please pray with me. Lord, we ask that you teach us. We come before your scriptures now. We come before this parable that you taught all those years ago so that we can be taught as well, Lord. Through this simple story, this simple illustration, this simple example you give, help us to understand how the kingdom of God is at work. Open up our eyes so that we can see the kingdom of God in our own lives breaking in. Help us to see your work clearly. Speak to us now. We ask this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, As I said, we're looking at these parables. And if you've noticed the last few weeks, we've been looking at parables that have to do with farming. They've been pretty consistent. In Mark chapter four, most of these parables have to do with farming and seeds. And this parable, the parable of the mustard seed, it seems pretty simple on the surface. Just like all of Jesus' parables seem simple on the surface. A mustard seed is really, really tiny, and then it's planted, and then it grows, and it becomes a great big shrub, and birds find shelter in it. On the surface, it does seem like it's just a parable about growth, a parable letting the people that Mark was writing to, letting the people that this 
gospel was produced by and for, understand that their movement would grow. That's on the surface though. And like I've said last few weeks, there's always something surprising with these parables. There's multiple meanings you can actually take out of each of the parables. And there's different aspects where if you focus on it, it'll become more and more surprising. So what's the surprise here in this parable? The surprise with this one is actually really that there's no big surprise here. Everything happens perfectly naturally. The seed is planted and it grows and it becomes a great big shrub. And that's, I think, the surprise and maybe the problem with this parable from one perspective. The kingdom of God is a shrub? Think about that for a second here. That is what Jesus is saying. It grows up to become a shrub here. And the Greek word that's used for this is a shrub. It's like a garden plant. It's something simple, almost like a weed, not exactly a weed, but the kingdom of God is a shrub, is basically what this parable is telling us. Now, I wanted to do mustard plants, uh, uh, you know, be, be fair to them here. So we do have a picture of what one looks like. And I'll say, it looks like you could mistake it for a tree. It does look like that. But they only grow to about 8 to 10 feet. And this is one of the larger ones. I wanted to do them justice. I wanted to represent them. This is the bigger ones. Most of the time, they're smaller than this. But even then, you can see, it's not the largest. It's not the most sturdy. It is bright and beautiful. But it's a shrub. It's still just a shrub. And if you go back and you look at mustard in ancient botanical gardening books, which don't ever do that. But if you did do that, you would see that it's classified under a shrub, not a tree. Think about all the things Jesus has done to this point in the gospel of Mark. You don't actually have to think of them. I have a list here for you of what Jesus has done in the gospel of Mark. He's healed a man with an unclean spirit. He's healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law from a fever that she had. He's healed many, cast out many demons. So he has authority over many, many demons. He's healed a man with a skin disease. He's healed a paralytic. He's healed a man with a withered hand. And everywhere he goes, he's surrounded by large crowds. This feels like more than a shrub. This is the sign of the kingdom of God breaking into the world. And it feels like more than just a shrub to me. Now here, you may think I'm nitpicking a little bit with words, but I, I want you to know I'm not alone in this. Mark probably should have taken this parable and said that the kingdom of God is like a tree or like the cedars of Lebanon would have been a good example here. I have a picture of one of those too. You see, that's to me what the kingdom of God looks like. That's a strong trunk there. It's firm. It's got a foundation. These trees even get bigger, and these are available there. Again, you might think I'm nitpicking, but I'm not alone in this. Because this parable shows up in Matthew and in Luke. And this in Matthew and Luke is what the kingdom of God is. Let me actually show you what the parable is in Matthew here. Or sorry, Luke. Luke. Let's go to Luke. 
Jesus said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. That makes more sense to me. That reflects the kingdom of God, an actual tree, something sturdy, something that's not just a garden plant. And you may think maybe Luke is just using tree to help people understand. And he's just using it as a stand-in for the shrub. But that's where you have to go to Matthew. Because Matthew has this a little different. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Matthew has it that it becomes, it grows into a shrub, everything's natural, and then it magically becomes a tree. Not magically, through the power of God, becomes a tree. All of a sudden, the shrub just transforms into a tree. See, with Matthew and Luke, I, I get it. Let's go back to that picture of the cedars of Lebanon there, the, the thick one, the thick tree there. They want that image for the kingdom of God. They, they look at how Mark presents this parable and they both feel like something is lacking. So Luke just gets rid of the shrub. Don't even worry about the shrub. Matthew says the shrub is there, but becomes a tree. Don't worry. Matthew and Luke make a little more sense to me. But I think the truth is Mark's parable is important also. And let's go back to what Mark has here for us. According to Mark, the kingdom of God, the seed, the mustard seed grows up into a shrub. And it just stays a shrub. You see, Mark is writing from a different place, a different perspective than Matthew or Luke. And what Mark resonates with is different than what Matthew and Luke resonate with. Remember, Mark's gospel, the church that this gospel would have been written for and compiled by and the people who would have been producing it, they were suffering. They were struggling. They were experiencing persecution. They were poor. And the thing is, if you're a bird looking for shelter and no tree is in sight, well, you're going to be appreciative of a shrub. You're still going to be able to find shelter in the shrub. It may not be perfect. It may not be what you need, but it's better than what you've experienced now and it can move you forward still. So Mark's content to just leave the kingdom of God as a shrub. Doesn't feel the need to change it, to make it bigger. A simple garden plant, a shrub is enough for Mark. And the truth here is, and something I think we overlook, sometimes we forget that imperfect solutions are still solutions. And isn't this a deep truth of how God works in the Bible throughout all of Scripture? I mean, humanity destroys everything, ruptures relationship with God, everything falls into sin and disarray, death enters into the world, and what does God do? Decides to come alongside a man named Abraham who has flaws, who is imperfect. And then God decides to come along this nation of Israel that is small, that is tiny. Israel was never a world power. 
But that's through whom God decides to have a covenant, a relationship, and through whom God brings Jesus into the world. And when God wants to bring Jesus into the world, what does he do? Does he go to a grand palace with a mighty king and a big army? No. He goes to a young teenage girl in a tiny little town that nobody has heard of. And when Jesus is born, is walking around, does he walk around with perfect people? Does he walk around with the people that society all lifts up? No, he walks around with tax collectors, with sinners. That's who he spends his time with. God is constantly working in ways that seem imperfect to us, in ways that don't actually fix every single problem in our lives. The kingdom of God is like a shrub. And I think we miss it far too often. Some of you know this about me, but when I was 18 years old, um, I was diagnosed with a disease called rheumatoid arthritis. It's an autoimmune disease. So my body is completely dysfunctional. My immune system, left to its own devices, will eat away at my joints. And if, un if untreated, if not addressed, it'll cause crippling, maybe even death. It causes intense pain. You can tell sometimes my pinkies are a little crooked. It's from that. When I was 18, I was diagnosed with this. All my friends were going off to college and I was learning how to navigate insurance companies. 18 years old. And the first year, I remember, I put my head down and I thought, we're gonna get through this. I'm gonna, gonna make this fine. We're gonna be okay. It's gonna be good. It's not really how chronic illnesses work. You don't get through it. You don't get a permanent solution. But I wanted one so bad. So I kept praying. I kept praying for healing. I kept listening to people who wanted me to pray for healing. And I would do this and nothing happened. It still hurt. I still dealt with this disease. This went on for a couple years. After a couple years, I remember sitting down with a mentor and a friend of mine. And I said to him how frustrated I was with God, with all of this, how I was praying for healing, how nothing was happening. And my mentor, my friend simply said to me, well, that just might not be what God has for you. And you're going to have to be okay with that. I'll be honest that it like physically hurt to hear those words in that moment. It's not the message you want to hear. I wanted things to be put back together. I wanted my body to be fixed. I didn't want to have to deal with all these problems. I didn't want to have to deal with this disease. I wanted the kingdom of God to be a tree in that moment. I wanted it to be sturdy and perfect in my life. But it wasn't going to be. For whatever reason, that's just not what God had for me. And I would read all these stories in the Bible of Jesus healing people, just wondering, why not me? I'll be honest with you, I've never gotten a good answer from God of why not me. I just know that I still deal with this disease. But what I did learn in the midst of that was that though I didn't get a perfect solution, there are imperfect solutions out there. I started listening to my doctors. I started taking the medications that they prescribed for me. I started doing my blood work regularly. I started navigating the insurance companies, started figuring out how I could get medication. Since I've been 18, I've been living on medication and every single month, a box shows up at my door that I've had to order from the pharmacy 
and I open it up and there's medication in there and I have to give myself a shot. It's not comfortable. It's not great. But another way of looking at it is every single month, a box arrives in my house. I open it up and God provides a shrub for me right there. It gets me through to the next week, to the next month, to the next year. I can move. I'm not crippled. Because the truth is, God may not solve all your problems the way you want, but God is providing shrubs constantly for each and every one of us. They might not fix every single problem, but they'll move you forward in life. But if all you're expecting is a tree, you're going to miss out on it. You're not going to see it for what it is. Because the truth is, that medication that the Holy Spirit, I believe, worked through doctors and nurses and researchers to put together so that at this point in time, I could take it. It allows me to pick my boys up and play with them. It allows me to walk to the park with my family. It allows me to go through a day not overcome and overwhelmed with physical pain throughout the day. It is relief. And like I said earlier, if you're a bird flying and you're looking for shelter and no tree is in sight, you are going to be very grateful for a shrub. It'll get you to where you need to go. And oftentimes, that is the kingdom of God in our lives. Your life isn't going to be perfect. Not all the problems are going to be fixed. But more often than we recognize, God has provided a way forward for you. And it's not just for you either. I think God provides shrubs for us and through us for others. Sometimes you want to follow Jesus. You look at the world, you see all the problems that are in the world, and you just think, we're not going to fix it all, and it can feel overwhelming. But like I've said over and over again since I've been here at Stonebridge, God doesn't call you to fix the world. But through you, God might use you to fix one small problem, one aspect of one small problem. And that's what faithfulness looks like. One thing that... uh, I'm, I'm so proud of being part of this community here at Stonebridge is every month we have people who connect with Samaritan Center, a, a local ministry here in town that seeks to provide food for people who don't have houses. They don't solve every single problem, but faithfully every month they show up to provide food. It's a shrub for somebody else. That's the church. That's the kingdom of God. That's Mark's parable here. The kingdom of God, one day it will be a mighty big tree, folks. One day problems will be addressed. There will be permanent solutions. Death will be gone. That is the promise in the book of Revelation that we get. One day it will be that, but for right now it's not that. It's a shrub. There's going to be still problems in your lives, but God is going to move you forward. You're going to get glimpses of what it's supposed to look like. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, is like a tiny mustard seed that when it grows up, it becomes the greatest of shrubs and the birds find shelter in its branches. May we find shelter in its branches and may we extend those branches to others. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you that your kingdom is breaking into this world. So often we miss it though, Lord. So often we don't see it clearly. It doesn't meet our expectations. It doesn't look the way we think it should look, Lord. But yet you are still providing us with protection, with shelter. You're moving us forward, Lord. 
ultimately we know that you will make this world perfect again. And at that moment, it will exceed any of our expectations. But until that day, Lord, help us to appropriately see what you're doing in our lives. Help us to trust that you will provide. Help us to place our faith in you and help us to see your kingdom breaking into our world in large ways, but most especially in the small ways, Lord. And Lord, we take our offering now, responding in worship to you, Lord, we give back to you. Use this offering and bless it that we might be a congregation that helps people see your kingdom at work in their lives. Bless this offering so that others can see what you are providing for them, offering them through us, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray.
the night 